Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I've been asked to read this by the management of the Times and Sunday Times. During the recording of the Ruck podcast last Monday, February 17th, in a section called God of the Week, the Times rugby correspondent Owen Slott nominated himself for what he claimed was excellent skiing on a week off. The Times and the Sunday Times would like to disassociate themselves from such immodesty and arrogance, and we understand the distress of so many Ruck listeners who've contacted us. Mr Slot assures us that there will be no repeat. He will serve a one-match suspension from today and be back next week. Thank you. This is The Ruck, ladies and gentlemen, in the immediate aftermath of a fantastic, newsworthy, uneven, but in the end, thrilling weekend. Our panel, Stuart Barnes has not quoted a French philosopher once in the last week, but he did say this, the world is full of idiots, as elections prove. Thank you for that denunciation of democracy in its purest form. What would you describe yourself as? A, as? Benevol- a benevolent dictator, okay, given so, the chance. So all everyone who votes in an election is an idiot. Right, it's very comfortable. No, they're not all. No, not everyone who votes. All the ones who, who don't vote, vote according to me. Okay, now we've got you. Now we've got you. Yeah. Who is leading the time sports section this morning? Is it boxing? No. Is it football? No. Is it Mo Farah with the latest accusations? None of those. It's Alex Lowe. Turbocharged England back at their best, says Alex, leading from the front this morning. Our third panellist today, people think we're unkind when we insinuate that Lawrence signs three big deals before breakfast every day. So there'll be none of that today. So welcome Tyson Fury's new manager, Lawrence Delalio. <laughs> Tyson Fury's doppelganger, you mean? <laughs> Lawrence, do you share the emotion of Alex's heading, turbocharging them back to their best? Yeah, for 40 minutes, they were, they were back to the team that, that drove you know, themselves to the World Cup final in, in Japan. It was fantastic to, to watch and, and very exciting. And certainly their, their best performance since probably the semi-final in, uh, in Japan itself. There's a lot of questions coming into the game about England, about the selections, about the team, etc., etc., um, their consistency and, and they answered those you know those questions emphatically I thought and it just goes to show when when you perform 
as heroically and as well as they did against the All Blacks uh, in Japan, everything you do thereafter is always going to be measured against mm-hmm. that. And I, I don't think there was a lot of criticism. The criticism was only based on, on what we've seen. This is an England team who, who can, you know, can get to the top of the world. And I thought the, the performance for 40 minutes was, was magnificent. And uh, I do like it when they, uh, when they come out the blocks hard and fast. You can count on one hand the number of games that, um, that you... Uh, where you've been ahead in the first 10 or 15 minutes of a game and you've gone on to lose the game. And I think England are just so much better when they take the initiative right from the start and, uh, and Ireland never recovered. Yeah, I, th- I think I got up yes, on Sunday morning, watched the boxing. You mentioned Tyson Fury. And, and as we watched that first half unfold, there were shades of the way England played with the way that Fury fought over in Vegas. The first bell went and he skipped into the middle of the ring and then dominated Deontay Wilder physically, mentally and tactically. And England did exactly the same thing to Ireland in that first half. They set the tone from the first blows. There were questions over over the back three under the high ball. They, the first two, Daly took one brilliantly, May took one, as he always does. Back to the World Cup. England won the toss in that World Cup final and inexplicably chose not to kick off. Mm. And if you think back to the, those performances where they've been so dominant right from the start, Ireland in Dublin a year ago the All Blacks game in the semi-final, they've kicked off, they've set the tone, they've had starter plays, almost from like kick-off plays. Uh, in that final, they didn't, and it was it was kind of odd at the time. And then when you see the way they played on Sunday, again, sort of fury-like from, from the first bell, made that all the more bizarre. Stuart, did not that last Iron try really, really change the result in that, in that it wasn't representative of what had happened? No, England were different class to Ireland, but far be it from me to play the prophet of doom we have been here before. It's a case of deja vu. England were even better in Dublin last year. Mm. Uh, they were magnificent the next game against France. They played World Cup games against Australia, Argentina and New Zealand. They were brilliant. The common factor, what came after, was when a team said, we're not going to let you bully us. Wales didn't in Cardiff and England lost the plot. South Africa didn't and England couldn't handle it. Scotland did something different when England had been brilliant and it went to pieces. So... Yes, I acknowledge England were outstanding, but we know England can be outstanding when you let them dominate. So what you've got to say is they've got to now back it up. Well, no, what I'm saying, Steve, is <laughs> and, until they're, they're not dominant, we'll not know how good they are. That was my view going into the World Cup. A few of us thought that. Eddie Jones's game plan worked a treat. When Eddie Jones's game plan works a treat, England win because they play to the game plan. When someone puts a foot in the spoke, we don't know what's going to happen. Ireland were bullied, they couldn't get near England, so it's up to Wales to see if they can ask questions of England. But this wasn't a step on from last season, this was getting back to where they were, and the question mark does remain. I, I, I just think it, it would be slightly harsh there because it was it was a one off and I just thought they were they were always going to win as Lawrence said from the first minute and you know when you say well if, if they haven't dominated them then we would have known a bit, little bit more about England but well they did and we what, do presumably we we are we we say that England always try and come out the blocks fast but if you don't come out the blocks fast mm-hmm. I mean they scored in the eighth minute yesterday and they scored in the twelfth minute so the, you know they're fourteen nil up after twelve minutes that is a, such a dominant position but if for whatever reason you know they don't come out the blocks fast they then have to do something in a game that changes the course of the game and I think that's where the challenge is for Eddie Jones talked about this is a side that's going to get better and better and better and let's hope they do and we're, we're all on that journey with them and we all want them to do that but at the moment they've got better and better and then they've taken a couple of you know step back then they get better again then they take a step yeah, back sure, sure. and at some point and look, we've all been on that journey I played in 
teams that, that, that lost games and we'd taken a step back. Mm. But at some point, they've got to show us that when they are, when there is a puzzle to solve during a game, mm. that they're able to solve that puzzle. And that, that's my point, Steve. We won't know if they're really going forward until they actually have to go backwards for a while okay. in the game. That's okay. the point. Did they solve a puzzle to that extent at Murrayfield, where they were... They actually had to fight, play the elements as, as much as the opposition, and nah. they 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 solved it. They found a way to win first. No, I mean, a Scotland aren't a great team, and B, I, I personally felt those conditions were so um, off the chart that you, you had Scotland won, I wouldn't have criticised mm. England. Okay, I, I just think that look, I mean, maybe I'm a, out on a limb. Here. I just thought they were terrific, were, were fast, aggressive. I know no, no shrinking violets. I thought they put them away. Lawrence, can we just go through uh, maybe, I know it's a team game, a couple of the individuals who impressed you? Well, you can't look beyond the type five to start with. The last three games that England have played, they've handed Ireland's backsides to them. And it's the same individuals involved. They've taken, you know, Furlong, who's a world-class player, he's been taken to the cleaners, mm. as has James Ryan, who is, again, one of their talisman. And Etoji was just magnificent, <laughs> talismanic. And I was so close to giving him the Man of the Match award because he was, he was magnificent. But he was only outdone by one player, which was Courtney Laws. And uh, never quite understood the second row, back row sort of love affair. But actually, yesterday, he played magnificently. His involvements right from the start, you know, he was the go-to man at every line-out right at the start. His work rate was phenomenal. And it wasn't just bulldozing, it was intelligence with his running lines as well that was uh, really impressive. And so he stuck out. And Manny Tuolangi, you know, more of a silent assassin on this occasion. He was sort of smiling and, you know, I mean, the first line-out, which was set the tone in Dublin when they won last year, exactly the same again. But I think three or four times, he, you know, he was up to about 100 metres after about 10 minutes and then you just think to yourself well could England use him even more intelligently by by using him as a decoy you know which they nearly did on on, mm. on one of the tries they scored in the corner so I mean I thought there was magnificent performances right across the pitch and Eddie Jones's selections did did come off for lots of different reasons because they played well and also they weren't really tested by mm. a, a very flat island side but Courtney Laws and Itoji outstanding I probably would have marginally given my man a match to, to Itoji just because I thought it was just the classic Itoji performance. It had everything that makes him the player he is. His reach, as we know, he's got this enormous wingspan. So he's grabbing players, he's grabbing attackers way behind the gain line. He's he's making a nuisance of himself at the breakdown. He's he's mauling. He's stripping the ball in the tackle. He's charging down. I mean, Ireland were, were furious. He was offside halfway up the ruck. They they kept saying through the game, but he was he was everywhere and he was winding up. James Ryan, uh, uh, CJ Stander, and and then Gellis, uh, Ellis Ginge comes on and winds up everyone else. Mm. So I, I just thought it was a classic Itoji performance. I would also, I don't know who Barnes is going to mention, but I'd, I'd say Elliot Daly. Elliot Daly, I'd say I never thought he was an international centre. I've never once, I, I believe his mentality is not ideal as a defender. And I think he's he, when he stands in the line, you give him less time. And, and he's a player who oozes class when he's got time. I thought when the Lions and Jones had a left wing, that was ideal. I, I saw him as England's David Campisi, the floater with the vision to just pop up wherever he wanted. The kick in, the catch kick has become an issue, and I actually have always been with Eddie Jones in the sense that in this day and age, the most vulnerable position to be weak under a high ball is on the wing, especially with the crossfield kick. Now, he didn't get tested yesterday even though he actually went into that wide position 
because Ireland hardly ever got there. The England forwards, as Lawrence alluded, kept him out of the position. Mm. But at full-back, he can drop the odd one, but his ability to just see what's on, it's not just the running lines. There was one kick yesterday where Conor Murray, who was awful, just gave him too much time. He just he looked up, he sort of looked left, he looked right, he had a cup of tea phoned his best mate and then just pinged it 60 yards into the corner, mm. have a bit of that island. That's what Elliot Daly gives you. And no other fullback in the world gives you. There's others who can kick well, but he sees it as well. And, and when, you know, we're talking about England being big and powerful and dominant and aggressive, and brutal, and they are, but you need some poets to go mm. with the pros. And they need Daly because he gives them something different. And and I have all all season when people say, no, he doesn't catch high balls. I've kept saying, I, I sat in this studio in the new year and said, boys, you can't just look at a fullback, can he catch or not? It's about so much more. It'd be great if he was reliable. He's not, but the rest of his game is so good. And we saw that again at the weekend. Difficult to make history when you're still a player. But let's just go back to it, told you for a second. England have had so many magnificent locks over the years. Curry, Marks. Mm. Dooley, Johnson, I was going to say Paul Eckford then, but I, I can't say no, that. No, no, no. Ridiculous. We're talking now, possibly, what, some of the greatest the, the greatest of all time in terms of England locks in, in, in Hitoji. At least he got the potential to be Lawrence. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's uh, he's already achieved in a few years of his career what what rugby players dream of achieving in, 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 in their lifetime, quite frankly, uh, as has James Ryan, by the way. So, uh, mm. you know, which is fascinating to see their duel yesterday because uh, Itoji has definitely come off... Uh, um, you know, on top in those, and look, there, there, there is so much to admire about his about his game, is you know what he does, but um, he seems to be channeling that strength towards just just his performances. You know, mm-hmm. the, there's times when he he gets rattled in games where all this back slapping and shouting and screaming. It, it, you know, he's he's just when he channels his aggression in the right way, boy. You know, there's no better player in world rugby. Lawrence wrote a piece. It was a disgraceful piece saying forwards are better captains than backs. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> But, Toji, what we're coming to here, I'm going to cede some ground to Delalio, not too much, but I'm going to cede some. Ever since I saw this bloke play in the World Under-20 Championships and they beat a giant South African team, I didn't know who he was then. I was in Eden Park watching it. I thought, who the hell is that? England, Tompkins played, and then they had a bunch of little kids against four World Cup winners already in South Africa. And he was astonishing. And I've always thought he is an intelligent bloke. What, what Lawrence says to me is is fascinating because he has got rattled, but he's a bright guy. He's an intelligent guy. And, and Lawrence says, you know, he needs something to just stop him losing it. You know what would do that? Captaincy. In a way, that Owen Farrell is a leader, follow me through the trenches type. I think Atoje has a little more vision to his game. And I, I think he's got a little more intellect than Owen. Owen's a rugby fighter. This guy's a little bit more, and I think, A, if England are going to win the World Cup, they've got to have the right captain. Mm. B, the right captain is a Toje, and C, if they made him captain, he'd be playing at that level, and the level we saw in the second test in New Zealand, time and again. I, I agree with both of them. I just think that the point I was making as I as I was sort of assessing what to write to sum up Itoje's performance uh, against Ireland was that that is now the norm, and, and there's almost a, a danger that you could become blasé that you'll just get another of these performances out of Maratoji. And it's and actually your your initial question is important to to recognise that, that these are staggering performances that he t- that he can deliver, and he hasn't been tested as an official captain 
at club level, but he has it with under twenties where where he led them. I would agree that forward is a better part of the field to be to be the captain. I, I thought watching Owen Farrell captain on Sunday, he, I thought he'd been silent for two games out on the field when you have the ref link in your ear. I'd not heard didn't hear him in Paris. I didn't I hardly saw him in Paris, never mind heard him. Didn't see him didn't hear him in at Murrayfield. He was in the ear constantly. I'm not sure he did it particularly delicately or intelligently but he was trying to reinforce some points to the referee and it felt like he'd been told to to take a bit more ownership to try and influence things because I thought he'd been anonymous for two games just very very briefly lads are we putting too much on Marrow if everything we ask him to do we're also going to ask him to be captain as well nah, look I think um, Eddie Jones resisted the temptation you know he's always been the captain in waiting but Eddie Jones has, has not liked the off-field stuff that's, that that came in, you know, the the agent, the, all the all the other nonsense going on. There was rumours that the agents phoning up Eddie Jones saying, "Look, you know, we need to change training because Mara's got to do this, that, and the other," and that's never going to go down well. well so that's not great. Is it? So he's resi- resisted the temptation, you know, understandably. But I think, you know, he hinted in his in some of the quotes across the paper around mm. Mara's taking a, a big step up in leadership. So it's going to happen. It's just a question of timing, really. And I've always felt in the in the interim, J- Jamie George is probably the most suitable captain at the moment because he's very affable. Um, he's good, you know, good with, good with the opposition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and it just takes the responsibility away from Owen Farrell, and that's not to belittle his contribution. What, what a perfect place for Maro Atoje to be introduced to the highest level of captaincy in South Africa with the Lions, a repeat of Johnson in 1997. Right, Lions captain. Symbolically, it would be staggering, but it wouldn't just be symbolic, it would be real. A fantastic choice by Gary. You mean politically? It would do a huge amount for the game in South Africa to have Khaleesi and Maro Atoje, and no one could say anything other than these two blokes have earned that as well. It would be fantastic. Very good point. Alex, you want him as captain as well. You asked the question, is it too much on Maro's shoulders? I think it's too much on Farrell's shoulders because he plays like that anyway. His nature is to be commanding and and and, and a leader in that sense. But there are lots of other responsibilities that go with being a captain. And like it or not, media is, is one of them. Last week, Owen Farrell handed his captaincy media duties to George Ford because he didn't want to talk about his dad. Now, this isn't the overriding factor, but we're we're in the media, we're journalists. I don't think Owen is the best face for the England team like outwardly, you know, he 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 does his talking on the field classically. Actually, I think someone like Mara or Jamie George would 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 just yeah. give a much much better public facing image of of the team. Okay, let's just move on. Ireland lads, if you looked at this Ireland team sheet for yesterday, say eighteen months ago, you'd have said, "Oh, still you know still strong, uh, great halfbacks, the great Sexton's there, tied furlong as Lawrence said, um, new young hooker. Wow, you know they they're probably still going to be good." Stuart, disappointing or incredibly disappointing? England were very efficient and they beat them up and Ireland couldn't handle it. Ireland were terrible last year. Conor Murray should have been nowhere near that Ireland team. He has been dreadful form, whereas Cooney has outplayed him week Mm. after week after week. I know there's international form, but sometimes the gap is so great week to week that, that you have to make a change. And Murray came on yesterday and he's been out of form and England got Ireland on the back foot and all the errors of that selection came home to roost. I thought Conor Murray, when they needed him to steady them, he made a couple of tackles early on, but his generalship was terrible. Sexton just had a very bad game, and 
you know, I think it takes a player of exceptional ability to be that bad. So I'm not going. I'm not going to look at that. But Conor Murray was a terrible decision, and frankly, Farrell should have had him off at about 30, 35 minutes. Fifty-four was too late. I thought Andy Farrell had a howler there, and it impacted massively on Ireland, who were always on the back foot anyway. And so we came into the game thinking, you know, Ty Furlong was was back to his best after a quiet 2018, and certainly a really quiet World Cup. He was played off the park in, you know, literally. Subbed early, which you know he's he's a talisman for them. He's you know he's he's critical for them, and to have him taken off early was symbolic of of the work that England's tight five had done. I, I think we talked about. I say I'd have made a, an England captaincy change after the World Cup. I think talk about Andy Farrell's selection. His biggest challenge as a as a new head coach will be to evolve the the nine ten axis with with Ireland, and I just felt that the moment he made Johnny Sexton captain, that made that that harder for him to do I think there was a great chance to look at James Ryan but they, they they may have had to go somewhere else if, if he was too young if they wanted an interim my point being that by giving Johnny Sexton the island captaincy I think has actually made it harder for Andy Farrell yeah. to evolve the 9-10 axis that he'll need to through, got, through to the next one. Yeah, I mean, this was always this, this was always going to be the test. The first, you know, the honeymoon period of the first two home games in the championship. Ireland never really caught fire in those first two games, um, given the quality they've got. This was always going to be the test, and and England have had their card marks, particularly up front, the last three games. The issue is that they have the same pool of players. They can't suddenly dip into a you know suddenly a, a much wider pool and change things around. So those players have got to have a long, hard look at themselves. But the way Ireland played tactically in in both games. You know, you look at Leinster, they've been the, the, one of the, the best teams in domestic rugby, European rugby, for, for some time now. And they have this belief, driven by Sexton, that if they don't get over the game line after two or three phases, they can carry on playing. But every other side in world rugby w- has worked out that if you don't get over the game line after two or three phases, you've got to kick the ball away. You know, or, or kick it to compete again. And it was classic. Ireland, I thought, tactically fell into the same trap. England, their defensive speed and aggression was, was phenomenal. And by the time Ireland kicked, they were so on the back foot mm. that they kicked so badly and it, and it presented England with, with, with a lot of um, yeah, field sure, position sure, and pressure. Sure. So I think they were difficult decisions initially, but they've now become relatively straightforward. He has to make a change at scrum half and he has to make a change at number eight. You know, Caelan Doris should have been, you know, yeah. um, should have been in the team from the start yesterday. But, and uh, CJ Stander has got to do a lot more in the game for me. Well, I thought it's... at six in the first game, I thought he was superb over the ball. Um, and then he, he only played eight because Doris was was out for the well, second he game. Was, he was, he... CJ, um, someone said he, if he had another dimension, he could be one dimensional. Though I really don't see it anymore. Uh, uh, really Ireland's problem last year was they were too slow. CJ Stander epitomises it. He's pick a metre, go a metre. He, he just lacks dynamism. And he's been, bar about five minutes, he's played number eight all the time because Doris went off very early. Yeah. He's been their number eight ever since. And, and one other thing, you know, they have one pretty decent performance at home, which we know is vital in the Six Nations. And we as journalists have got to stop saying, Quiland were good, it's going to be really hard. And I include, you know, include myself in that. We've got to actually look at things over a, yeah, no one else a, 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 over a wider span. And that's why you know, the, the England performance, I'm not getting carried away because it's one big win. But that's all. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There were two other games which we're just going to get through now. Uh, the first one, Wales and France, Stuart, was much more of a, a true contest. Fantastic. It's a long time, Steve. We were in that press box and half of the crowd were out of their seats for mm. 10 minutes from about mm. 30th to 40th minute as Wales laid siege, a big red siege to the French line. And I'll, I'll let Lawrence talk about the Edwards impact afterwards. But you had that baby face to sat in uh, Antoine Dupont leading the line unbelievably mm. They knew when to give penalties away. They knew when to leak a card. They gave nothing else away. And it was magnificent. And that was the microcosm in a, in a major battle. It was a fantastic game. Um, it wasn't perfect rugby. But to me, it was everything the Six Nations should be. There was a, a, an incredible French crowd there. Uh, and France, at 8, 9 and 10, have grown some balls. They really can play now. And when you think they're three and a half years from the World Cup with this inexperienced team who can't win Test Rugby because mm. they're too inexperienced, mm. says Eddie Jones and Wayne Pivak, he came up with that line as well, then you've got to say France look in a very healthy position. Well, one, of the, one of the lovely things was there used to be a tradition where the, like a third of the ground was populated by fans of the opposition and there were Frenchmen all over the place Steve when, when, when the French anthem was played it's so long since I can remember an away crowd making so much noise mm. when New Zealand were asked many years ago you know who are the team that you're, that, that you're really worried about and mm. I think I can't remember who came out with their quote but it may, might have been Steve Hansen or, or even Graham Henry he said well if England never get their act together then you know they could dominate rugby for a very long mm. time and of course, you know, that plan did eventually happen and we, we got there, but we just didn't dominate because we didn't think about succession. If you ask the same question, you know, in the last 10 years, you say, well, if France ever get their act together, they could be, they could be one of the mm. best sides in the world, if not the best, because what they have is, is phenomenal. Mm. And what you know, Saturday showed is that clearly they've got so much talent in their playing pool. And for the first time in probably 10 years, they're actually being coached. The Edwards factor is is obviously huge in that because I'm not sure how much coaching Fabian Galtier does or Rafael Ibanez. You've got players who, I mean, it wasn't just their defensive lines, but you could tell that they, they were told to counter-ruck a, 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 and pick and choose their moments and they blew Wales off the ball. I mean, mm. it was just so much more intelligent from France. If you're a French supporter now, you are massively excited. You know, they could go on sure. and win a Grand Slam, probably our favourites too, but there's still, a, there's still a, a long way to go. They've got to get a lot fitter. They've got to find a bench that, that when they are tested by the very best sides in the world, can come on and make an impact. There is things that they have to do, but boy, have they got a side that can play. Alex, mm. if uh, you said before the game that Wales will have four or five pressure platforms in which they will be driving time and time again, you know, four or five times during the game, you would have thought, well, Wales will score at least twice, but yeah. there'll be two sin bins by the French well, just for, for killing it. But the discipline was absolutely unbelievable. They, and, they, it, and indeed, just one more thing, when Wales did score, it was from a ricochet from the chest of Alan Wynne-Jones, mm. which, which actually set the, reset the defence. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, at the today's paper headline, English referee incurs the wrath of under-fire Wales coach. Mm. Now, if you, you lose a narrow game and you blame the referee... I'm just going to put up a, some stats from Simon Gleaver, who works for Grace Note Sports. Two critical moments in an even game, 38 minutes, 
Four penalties in the 22 to Wales. Yellow card to Aldrit, zero points. 65 minutes, three penalties in the France, 22 to Wales. Yellow card, zero points. Mm. Their management of that area, their, their decision-making, taking scrums out wide instead of either a line-out or a shot to goal, they had chances. They had platform there to win the game. Could it, could there have been a yellow card for deliberate knock-on? Quite possibly. Was it a penalty try? I'm not convinced. They've tried to blame decision-making from the referee. I think yeah. they should look at their own decision-making first. Stuart, there's, uh, there's two sides to everything, as we said, with England. Now. What do you think of the Welsh side? Disappointing. I mean, we, we have to remember it was in Cardiff, and Six Nations' home advantage is vital. Wales have now gone the way of Scotland and Italy and lost a home game. Wales did come back to within one point. Yeah, one I, point, I know, but... And at, this was at a time when France had their only bad 10 minutes, mm. uh, uh, etc. And then we had the 14-point try, which is obviously going to change the game. Yes, it was. But there again, people talk about an intercept as if it's sort of from outside the game. It's part of the game. Mm. Yeah, but if he, he hadn't intercepted, Wales would have scored. Yeah, I know, but he did intercept. I mean, that's part of the defensive line. Edwards is going to be working with Entomac and say, when Wales come down the short side, you've got to make your mind. That That's a good piece of play, yeah. or it's a bad piece of play by Wales. I don't think we need to say it's exceptional. What about uh, the incident where Ken Owens was... Had a pass knocked away. Right, well, there's a Bob Dylan song called One Too Many Mornings, and there's a line, you're right from your side and I'm right from mine. And I was lying in bed about four in the morning today and I thought, I know what it means. Everyone in Wales <laughs> is certain that it was a deliberate knock-on. And, and, they and s- everyone in Dublin. Th- what they saw was the right hand as it wrapped round in what was technically an old tackle, but they saw it go down and they saw it smacked it there. Now, someone else, myself included, sees the right hand go round first. Instead of the shoulder going in, which is what most rugby fans expect to see now, you, was, see a, um, you see an arm go round and the ball hits the floor. And I think if it is a deliberate knock-on, then it is a penalty try. But the management were of the same view of me. And that's not saying I'm right or they're right, but there is always subjectivity in these things. There is, but if you've seen that, seen that incident, and I, I'm the competitor, if you've seen that incident 20 times, 19 would have been um, no, uh, no. a yellow card. No, I'm not seeing and, Steve, and, I don't. And actually, he didn't actually wrap his arms around. He made an effort to do a Tyson Fury. No, he not went, a, not he a straight... He no, st- Ken Owens is four metres out, getting the pass away. On his left is the man who scored more tries than anyone else in the World Cup. Steve, it was it- the stonest, coldest penalty try... Yellow card in the history of the Six Nations. If, if, it, if it is a deliberate <clears throat> knock-on. I have watched that again and again and again. I don't think he does slap down. His hand, his hand goes round, mm. and that's good defence. Yeah, I don't agree with either of you, actually. It was definitely a yellow card, but it was not a penalty try. There was three men coming across, and there, I don't care how many tries he scored this season, with Sean Edwards defending, he would have been smashed into touch because the, the pass was already behind Ken Owens. He was going to have to adjust to yeah. make the pass again, and there's, he, he wouldn't. So, for me, it was a yellow card, for sure. The fact that it was only a scrum... And the, the, we talk about game management. I wrote a piece in the paper about Alan Wynne Jones, one of the best, best captains in the world, no doubt about that. But what he needs to do is just have a quiet word with Dan Bigger and just say to him, yeah. listen, Dan, you know, you're a brilliant player, but you just need to calm down. Because mm-hmm. what Dan Bigger did throughout the game, and listen, I've got the utmost respect for him as a player and as a person, but he was constantly in the ear of the referee. And that referee does not, he's probably one of the, one of the worst to speak to like that. Mm-hmm. Alan Wynne Jones was not able to captain that game because Dan Bigger was trying to do it for him. That's mm-hmm. good and, and I think point. that they missed 
missed out on some of the decisions that may have gone their way that you expect to go the way of the home team. And I think that there's a lesson for them uh, when they sit down today and watch the video. One, in their own, in the 22, they're, they're, they're just, they got a little bit excited. They got a little bit over eager and they were trying to win the game too early for me. You know, there was so much time left in that game to pin France take, back. Yeah. Take and, and they, they almost They're almost trying to prove too much to their new coach, try too hard. And it will click for Wales at some point. But, you know, they need to just let Alan Wynne-Jones captain the team in the way that he has Look, been for the last few years. I just want to a very, very quick one about Italy-Scotland. Uh, are we now getting really, even those of us who want Italy in it, are we now getting worried? This has gone on too long. Well, really I have to say, I, I watched the game at home. It's the first Six Nations game I've ever fallen asleep watching. A genu- I fell asleep and I woke up at 60 minutes. And it, it's a, and they only woke up because my dad was um, quite aggressive with his Italian and uh, you know swearing at the television. And I woke up and Scotland were winning by 10 points to nil after 60 minutes. And I thought, wow, you know, what have I missed here? And then when I rewatched the game, <laughs> I realised I hadn't missed very, very much, much at all. <laughs> so, I, should, I mean, I, I have to say, I did myself a favour nodding off, really, because I saved some energy for what was, you know, a fantastic match between Wales and France. So, yeah, I am, I am concerned for Italy. Um, I hear the talk about them trying to change their style. Mm. I mean, yes, they're staying in games a bit more than they were l- last season. But I've, got, I've now got to the point where we need to have a think about promotion and relegation and, yeah. and, um, and just make it a little bit more exciting for the, for the, for the spectator. Alex, however much we love Italy and we want them to do well, we know getting, are we getting worried? Are we talking promotion and relegation as well, a campaign? Well, the, the, the problem with that is that, I don't, that Georgia aren't any better. And so if you're going to have promotion and relegation, I don't think it's going to happen within... If, if it happens at all, it won't happen within a decade. Right. Because you have to develop the next tier to be decent yeah, to, to be relegated in order, in order, into. Yeah, yeah. Like, otherwise you're going to have Georgia coming up, losing every game, going back down again. You, and surely then, there's a straightforward answer here, which is you have a playoff. Because you're quite right, you well, don't want yeah. Georgia coming up and they're worse in Italy. But what you also don't want, Steve, a, a team in the Six Nations who two, maybe three times this year, are going to come out of games with no points. Yeah. And that's damaging. That's damaging the image of the tournament. And people will be saying... Come on, there must be someone better. Now, maybe there isn't, but Italy have got to go and prove that because you can't keep scoring naught points and expect to be automatic. Well, a, a playoff, if you're going to introduce it, it would have to be with a playoff because otherwise yeah. you'll just end up with a situation where Italy, Italy in it for one year, get relegated. Georgia in it for one year, get relegated, in which case neither team will ever get any better. OK, that's that, that's, that's that. We are concerned about it, but probably not for any immediate action. Lads, we're all romantics in this studio. Do we think that France can be stopped from a Grand Slam and do we want them to be? Would we like them to win it? I tipped them for a Grand Slam in the ST and Rugby World so I want them to get the Grand Slam and I think they will get the Grand Slam and I think Scotland will be their most difficult game. Right, so the Scots, Scotland it's all away. The Scots now. Scotland away, yeah. Alex, I think they'll do it. Uh, France? I, I, think, I think it will be. I don't mind who wins the, the championship but I would... I would back France to the Grand Slam now. I just hope that we go into Super Saturday on the last weekend with a possibility yeah. of three teams winning the title. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, I think we all said, or certainly I, I was very clear that whoever won that first game in Paris would go on and win the title and, mm. and probably win a Grand Slam because I just felt that's the way the fixtures fell. If it was England, the fixtures fell kindly for them. If it was France, then they definitely did. And my, my view hasn't changed. We saw a Grand Slam in, in Gatlin's first year in charge mm. and we could well see a Grand Slam for France mm. in, in Galtier's first year in charge. And, uh, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's what they deserve, really. Very, very short items. One is in the, uh, just to keep ticking the uh, the Gallagher Premiership. Uh, on the weekend, we saw Exeter without their England 
England contingent absolutely marmalise Northampton, a major contender for the top four. So, blimey, extra going well. Also, Lawrence, if I may say so, we had the first ever graceful departure of a coach. I thought the way that D- David Young's departure was, was handled was was graceful for a change um was rather nice he was prop, paid proper tribute both sides uh, are going to stay friends and i just thought that was rather nice and and uh, was celebrated with a thumping victory over the pitifully hard done by saracens on friday evening so that was rather nice well, very quickly in one word god of the week stuart one sentence yeah. M- matt carley and his management team for not bowing to immense pressure in cardiff for that penalty try well, that's worse than Slotties. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pick Maro Toji for his performance. Loved it. Eddie Jones, because, uh, you know, as much as uh, he's come in under a lot of fire, I'm sure he would have enjoyed himself. He probably had a, he probably had a glass of wine at half-time after they declared. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.